definitely given you, <laughs> I've definitely given you the acting bug. What do you want to do next, acting wise? Um, I haven't really thought about it really. Um, I might be, I might be one on. and done. I might be one and done. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I would do this one again. One and done, huh? It looks like Harry spoke a little too soon. Now, I know you clicked on this video wondering what I meant by the movie we will never see, especially since at the time of this upload, the film will presumably be in its early stages of production. Well, I have acquired the original script, and when I say it's a page turner, I was glued in. But before we get into all of that, I just want to warn you, this does contain spoilers. Repeat. This does contain spoilers, so I need everyone who does not want to have that exclusive information to exit stage left. Alright, now that they're gone, let's dive in. In the first act of the screenplay, we're introduced to the main characters. One thing that has certainly changed is the naming of the characters. In this version of the screenplay, they are Clifford and Evelyn, but in Olivia Wilde's film, the characters are Jack and Alice. So for the sake of avoiding confusion, I'll just call them Jack and Alice. Jack and Alice are described as being in their 30s, the Ken and the Barbie before there was a Ken and Barbie. So it makes perfect sense as to why they were casted looks wise. Anyways, I mean, these people are gorgeous. They live in the perfect home with the white picket fence, green convertible in the driveway, you know, the American dream. Which may sound cliche, but it ties into the main twist of the story, which I'll get into a little bit later. Now, we have an interesting introduction to them in their bedroom. Um, how can I say it? They're busy. <laughs> this script is pretty vivid, but this channel isn't rated R, so I'll leave it at that. In the first few pages, we get two major conflicts. The first one being children. Jack and Alice are having a conversation about getting the day started. It's emphasized that today is a big day for him and for their future. Alice goes to the bathroom, and I want y'all to hear me on this because I, I just can't. She sprays her lady bits with Lysol. Lysol. It reminds me of when some idiot, I can't for the life of me remember who, but he told people to inject themselves with disinfectant to kill a virus. But anyways, on her bottle it reads, brand disinfectant for complete feminine hygiene may help to prevent pregnancy. Jack knocks on the door and she hurries to hide the bottle. So obviously she doesn't want to have a baby anytime soon, but the only people who know this at this point are Alice and the person reading the script, in this case me. The second conflict we encounter at first seems small, but it grows as we read on. It seems small because in the 1950s, which is when this story takes place, back then it was normal to undermine your wife and have this macho man rule the world attitude. But of course being a woman of the 21st century is something that I noticed right away. So Jack sits down for breakfast and Alice is making him eggs and as she's cooking she tell she's telling him about this strange dream she had. One where she's back in nursing school operating on her dad even though he's in good health. Jack is barely paying attention to her reading the newspaper and as she's explaining to him what happened in her dream he interrupts her to complain about how runny the eggs are and like a housewife of that time she brushes it off and apologizes and makes more eggs for him. Even though mentally she was not feeling him or his attitude towards her so I give her credit for that. We then meet some close friends of theirs who happen to also be their next door neighbors, Betsy and Joe. 
They are throwing a barbecue in honor of Jack's new business venture, investing in the construction of 150 new homes. Betsy and Joe are very cookie cutter. She's the happy homemaker, he's the guy's guy. In this scene, Betsy and Alice are having a conversation about kids. Betsy, who has two of her own, is encouraging Alice. She's like, if I had the husband that looked like yours, I'd be spitting them out. And Alice is just like, I don't know about that, it just seems like a lot. Now there's two things about this scene that sticks out. One, they repeatedly put emphasis on Jack's looks. So I can imagine for the actual film, there will be a lot of close-ups of Harry's face, you know, side profiles, showing his dimples, his smile, just really ringing it in that he's like the most attractive man you'd ever lay eyes on. Which, I mean, who's complaining about that? The second thing that stands out is we see a huge contrast in Jack's character that we were shown earlier. He gives a speech praising his wife, how he would be nothing without her, how she's just so wonderful, and like he goes on and on about her. And this uh, flip-flop of a personality is prevalent throughout the script, including the next scene, which is where things really come to a head and another side of Jack is exposed. So I'm just say it. He a whole wife beater. Side note really quick, were these called wife beaters? When I, was young, when I was younger, I always thought people were saying white beater. When I found out it was wife, I was like, anyways, <laughs> back to the story. They're at home and they get into an argument after he finds her Lysol. She finally admits that she wants more out of life and that he's the one who wanted her to stay at home and be a stay at home mom. He throws the Lysol at her and grabs her up. And at first you might think it's a one-off, but he says, sorry, I didn't mean it. And she responds, you never do. So this is nothing out of the ordinary for them. In the following scenes, the big secret that Jack is hiding starts to unravel. Now, the plot of the film is centered around the secret, although details haven't been made public. And at first glance, you might think... He may be cheating on her. You know, he's this perfect guy who everyone loves, but he treats his wife like crap behind closed doors, so he obviously has a side chick. Nope, <laughs> couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, you almost wish he was cheating on her when you see the twisted things that's really going on. So, it all starts when Alice is walking home from the grocery store and she spots that lovely green convertible sitting outside of a motel. And like, you know your man's car. Especially when it's something fishy going on with him, like, yeah, that's his car. Jack rounds the corner going into the motel and she follows him to confront him. Next thing you know, she's waking up in an MRI looking machine and her legs are weak. She can't walk. And now she's confused, like, what's going on? Jack comes running in half naked and injects her with a syringe. He's like, you found my exit portal. That's all right, I'll build a new one. Exit portal? Is this dude an alien? That was my first thought anyway, because, like, where are you going? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you now, that's not his secret, but it was a pretty good guess if I say so myself. 
When she regains consciousness, she's at the doctor's office and he tells her she's experiencing a temporary psychotic disorder triggered by stress. And um, he prescribes her what he calls happy pills to help calm her nerves. So back home, Jack is being an attentive husband, making sure she gets to bed, making sure she eats, and most importantly, making sure she takes her happy pills. He tries to convince her that she had a bad dream, but she's not feeling his vibe understandably so because this is some odd stuff the next day everything hits the fan alice follows jack to this house that says up for sale by alt life realty remember that name alt life realty on the way to the house as she's driving she realizes jack's briefcase is in the car and it's open pages and pages of cartoon ad cutouts successful marriages start in the kitchen train your wife show her it's a man's world just the most misogynistic things you can think of then to make matters worse jack drew graphic images on them my girl alice in the car like and i'm like I don't know, girl. So she gets to the house and tries to go through the window. Same thing happens as last time. She blacks out, and when she comes to, she's in the machine. But this time, she musters enough strength to get to this door. So behind this secret door, there's a room that's described as looking like a man cave for a computer nerd. She opens the blinds, and this is what she sees. Skyscrapers, flying cars, the whole enchilada. She's looking around, she sees a divorce certificate for she and Jack. She also sees a digital Time magazine with the headline, Four More Years, Madam President. And it's a picture of a black woman. So she really thought she was dreaming then and I thought that was pretty funny. There's also a picture of Jack's Employee of the Month award and it's dated May 2050. So now she's really confused. I'm confused. It's just a lot to take in. Well, it gets worse. She goes to the computer where she finds a file labeled Alt Life. She clicks on it and it's a video of Dr. Anderson, the same doctor who gave her the happy pills. He's giving an infomercial about Alt Life. Tired of a world ruled by women? Yearning to go back to simpler times where a woman's place stretched no further than the kitchen? The video goes on and on about what steps to take to join this online simulated reality but it's a lot deeper than something like the sims that we have today even going as far as giving examples of how to fake the death of an ex-wife by swapping her memory and using injections she sees another file labeled with her name she clicks on it there's tons of pictures of her in this futuristic world where she seemingly just discovered there's evidence of accomplishments in her research in neuroscience and then she comes across articles of her disappearance neurosurgeon dies after mysterious car accident body still not found so in the midst of all of this jack comes back to the house after a long day of work in the real world so she hurries to hook herself back up to the simulation machine barely missing him the script says in real life jack looks the same but he's not as well put together as in his you know simulated life which is normally how these characters are written or they're completely opposite of their online persona but anyways when she re-enters the simulated world the first thing she does again is another cliche she tells her friend betsy that their lives aren't real she tries to jog her brain and really make her think about the strange circumstances they live in and of course without fail betsy doesn't 
believe her and she's disturbed by Alice and all her tall tales. So again, in traditional fashion, the main character, Alice, comes up with a plan to escape and she's ratted out by her friend Betsy who wouldn't listen to her. Now, I'm not gonna lie, this is where the script gets kind of dry because her escape plans involves putting the happy pills in Jack's mashed potatoes but she confuses the plates and neither of them eat the potatoes because he's already hip to her plan then there's this whole chase scene where all the men she's encountered in the town pin her down so that they can take her to the hospital literally shock her to death and bring her back to her good old programming that she had before the programming goes on for about a day but her memory is triggered when she finds the motel key to the first portal while she's doing the laundry but she stays in character and gets betsy to let her borrow some of her gardening tools by telling her she wants to start her own garden later that night while at the dinner table she stabs jack in the hand ties him to the bed and makes him fess up to all life okay so it gets a little campy because she burns him with a hot pot of coffee and then literally shoves the broomstick up his behind like sis i mean i get it in theory but it's just uh, i wasn't feeling it hopefully they come up with a better falling action than that because it was just a bit anticlimactic. it was also very rushed we had a great build up to the discovery of jack's secret but we didn't sit in that moment long enough to drive the excitement and thrills of a well thought out plan from alice who i've been rooting for since the first page but that's just my opinion the screenplay ends with alice and jack fighting to the death Alice being the victor and taken back to Dr. Anderson who tries to convince her that everything she saw, the simulation machines, the portal, the high-tech buildings, the whole 2050 thing was something she made up to cope with her stressful marriage and her husband's infidelity. She of course doesn't buy it and then in a tussle between she and Dr. Anderson she bites a chunk of his cheek off and they end up sending her to a psych ward. Her good friend Betsy visits her and naturally Alice doesn't have anything to say to her like girl had you believed me I would have been living a good life right now but right as betsy turns to leave she whispers to alice that she did what she told her she's sorry and there's an exit portal in the door across the courtyard alice makes her way across the courtyard reaches the door turns the knob and we fade to black that's the end of the script um for me i think this movie has a lot of potential it reminds me a lot of the stepford wives if you haven't seen it it's a star-studded cast where a husband and wife played by nicole kidman and matthew broderick move to this gated community where the wives answer to their husband's beck and call and the town is perfect a little too perfect and as things unfold there's a big secret that's revealed similar to this one um that story also gets campy so again hopefully they don't take that route i'm definitely excited to see what both harry and florence bring to the screen as well as all the other actors but especially harry since his role was originally cast to shia labeouf who in my opinion is one of the greatest actors period but it'll be interesting to see harry's take on it also because the screenplay has been floating around hollywood for some years now it's been through many drafts and i'm sure the new writer katie silberman has tricks up her sleeve to give it that extra oomph but i'll definitely be doing a review when the film comes out to compare what they've done to the original screenplay i'm gonna link 
the script below so hop over to that subscribe button and hit the bell i would love to hear your thoughts on the screenplay if you like it if there's anything you'd like to see them do differently leave a comment below or hit me on social media i'm all ears until next time bye